week. So that was my day. Well, my day was coming into the office. Best fucking car park you've ever seen in your life. He's actually quite generous. What do you mean by generous? How would you do like, big, big spaces? Wide aisles, long, long, everything's just generous. Longer aisles, longer spaces. Sorry, wider aisles, longer spaces. That's the kind of guy you are. Welcome to episode 15 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you as always by MGA Traffic. They don't even have a slogan, MGA Traffic. It's trans- traffic, transport and waste, but anyway. <laughs> They're just three words next to each other. Tonight's episode's a special episode. It's a two-hander because we... Uh, Got our <laughs> schedules mixed up, basically. Uh, Tim, Davis, <laughs> Tim Davis has uh, departed for Bali. I think he's on a humanitarian mission over there. He's helping to rebuild after the, uh, what was it, a tsunami, earthquake? I had no idea. I didn't know anything until my dad told me this morning. So. Is that even in Bali? Or was it somewhere else? No idea. Either way, I'm sure he's over there doing God's work. Yep. Uh, so he's not with us. So um, we had, a, I think, if memory serves, we had agreed or arranged to do this episode yesterday. Yes. But we all forgot about it. Correct. Um, so we thought we'd soldier on anyway. Tim won't be with us next week, but I think he's back the week after. Correct. So we're so going loose. We're going for, real loose for real a fortnight. Real loose for a fortnight. We might not come back out yeah. of this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we might just be. We might just fall down. Uh, so tonight's episode, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see how it pans out. I've got yeah. something to start with. You know what I bought today? What did you buy? Gatorade in a can. It's weird. Southeast Asia, when I went to Southeast Asia, various places in Southeast Asia, they've got like, like Nescafe, like milk products in cans and yeah, stuff. How bad are they? It's like, unless it's like a carbonated I think soft I had, drink, uh, like, I, I really don't think it belongs in a can. I think I had Milo drink in a can. And it was, it tastes weird. It was awful. But I, I haven't had the Gatorade, but I've never needed something I didn't want more. Kelly's back on the Milo train. Like lately, like you know, my f- we've got Milo in the house. This I'm is my issue with Milo. Eleven years of marriage and never had a tin of Milo in the house, and now she's got the shakes. It's Needs back. It. It's back. I find that it's too coarse. Well, it's fact. I, I refuse. It's it's a, it's an Italian thing. Italians don't drink Milo. Milo is a very it's quick. It's an it's an Anglo thing. Yeah, yeah. Quick. Back when I was having, quick. it was just yeah, called it was quick. quick. Um, but Wogs would look at that and go, and I'm allowed to say Wogs. You so, are one. Um. We look at that and go, it's 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 not dissol- it's not dissolving. Why? Is oh, no, it's the, not. Why, it's why just, is the Milo floating to the top? It's like cool and then you sand. Got to, you go to drink it, and it's all a bit weird. But apparently, it does dissolve now. Now it does. Yeah. But wasn't that part of its allure that it didn't dissolve? That's wasn't that what people liked? It was a point of difference back in the day. Yeah. I was always um, we are, we generally had we actually we were fucking nomads on that space. We had Ovaltine. We had Kelly. Quick. Kelly used to have Ovaltine. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Oh, what was the other weird one? Um, Alka or something? Um, is this weird? It wasn't like Quick or Milo, but it was in that family. It was like an energy drink. Righto. Uh, mum, mum used to have that a fair what, bit. Sustagen? Nah, but it was similar to Sustagen. But we had all of them. But my, I'm going to be honest with you. I only eat Milo like just out of the tin with a spoon. What we had in our cupboard was either Quick, Quick, or Eno. Everything else. <laughs> Brian Eno. <laughs> My dad used to have Eno in, the, and I remember like. Just, what is it? Eno was kind of like an antacid type thing. Like okay. you, you put a spoon in a bit of water and stir it up, and it makes you burp effectively. It was like. What does it taste like? 
Lemony type thing. Okay, like a lemon. It, it was it was an Aussie version of what Italians would call citrato, which is kind of like these little effervescent little like little nodules, like little tablet type. Oh, things. like the bubble cup stuff. And you, you'd eat it, and it just kind of fizzes up, and it, it's all it's all intended to make yourself burp, really. And does it help you digest? It does. That's it does. such an Italian but I, thing. I, I used to such eat, an Italian I used to thing, eat the chitrato just, just like as a snack. Like a popping candy? Yeah. Well, it's not as nice as popping candy, but <laughs> when you look in the cupboard and all you've got is chitrato, that's what you're having. So. Well, desperate men forced to do desperate things they don't necessarily want to do to survive. Right. Yes. Many Italian um, men out on the, the land have been forced to survive just on those. Yeah. So we're going to start with uh, the EPL kicked off on the weekend just gone, um, our Manchester United, probably to Jose's chagrin, got the three points. I maintain that Jose's team was, um, and I, I told you so, 11, yep. that he was happy. wasn't happy to lose, but he was happy to see draw because it would prove his point. I he, think he was happy to have the three points. Oh, absolutely. With a performance. His preference would have been a performance that was not too... Like that, that left questions, yes. but still gives him the three. He, he doesn't want to not bank the three points, but he wants to go, it is, it's the I told you so, but it's time now to move on. For him well, to yes, move on. Yes, he can't, he can't, he, he doesn't. For Pogba to move on and everyone else to move on and to. Yeah. I think now that everyone's together and a bit more time in a couple of weeks you settle in and, you know, it's this generation, they need to do. You know, uh, little, little, little. Wait, what is that thing that Lingard does? Jesse, now this is what I'll, 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 I was going to build to this, but we'll, we'll go to it now. I saw it this morning. It's kind of like that. You know that thing where back in the day you'd make like a circle. I call it the pizza. You know, buon appetit types. Yeah, song. the La Pochetta man. Yeah, like you do that. But if someone looked at you, you punch him or something. Like didn't you, you get ma- to, didn't you get to hit him in the dick? I don't know about the dick part, but... You, that you, might be a more latter-day alteration. Yeah. So you, you made that little circle thing, and mm-hmm. then you, someone looked at it, you, oh, no, you can't look at that, you get a punch. But they somehow lift it up against their eye. Or, I don't know, they've got three fingers across their forehead and, and a circle. I can't do it. No, it's you gone, can't. I'm like, watching you try to do it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's apparently the J-Ling's challenge. And Deli Ali celebrated his goal on the weekend doing it. And so, Is Lingard a better player than Deli Ali? Different player than Deli Different Ali. player. I think they're similar enough to make the comparison. I yep. think that Lingard's record's pretty good. Yeah. If you were to put it next to Deli, in terms of how this, often This is going to be weird. It's like, I can't tell you why Deli's... No, you're seduced by what Deli might do. You're I'm seduced. trying to think, as a finisher... that it, It's Lingard, every day of the week. Okay, what this is what Delhi as a worker, it's Lingard every day of the week. I think, and it could be just come down to the fact that Tottenham give Delhi the opportunities more than we give Jesse. Delhi puts himself in positions to score more than Jesse does. Jesse scores more. Oh, not in the Premier League. Halfway through last season, I like Delhi. I think he's a good player. Halfway through last season, Jesse Lingard. I'm actually surprised. I'd be interested to see the results of where he came in our Player of the Year. I thought he was our player of the year, halfway two-thirds of the way through the season. He was outstanding. That's not released, is it? I don't think it is. He was outstanding to the point where it was actually, you, you couldn't help but notice it. He went, this guy's actually, he's playing really well. 
I, when I was in London... Finishes well. He finds like... That goal he scored. Who was his running goal against? I've just Middlesbrough. That's unbelievable. Away. Middlesbrough away. Unbelievable goal. Just to keep going and realise, well, just keep going. And then the finish was fantastic. Yeah. That were our two best games of that season. Hmm. It was Middlesbrough away where Jesse did the run. And Leicester? And Middlesbrough at home was the comeback... Oh, Paul Martial. Pogba. Martial first with yeah. the, from the knockdown from Ibra and then Paul Pogba getting the winner. So that was... That was when we saw Martial in the middle. Yeah. And he looked good and didn't well. play there for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, this this thing with me, I was on the train going out to, to Wembley to watch United play um, Spurs. Fantastic night, great experience, fantastic seats. Except for the game. We were behind result. after 11 seconds, having not touched the ball. Um, that was the Christian Eriksen. And then oh. um, Phil Jones scored an own goal about 15 minutes later, and we never looked like getting back into it. Mm. Um, it's like the Chelsea game, the 4-0. Oh, it was terrible. Well, that was a similar, what, yeah, 30 Pedro, seconds? Pedro scored immediately, and we just, best laid plans, gone. Yeah. Um, but on the train out there, I was having a chat to a couple of Spurs fans, and one of them said um, this was after Coutinho had gone to Barca, and he goes, if someone offered us crazy money, if someone offered us ludicrous money, he goes, we wouldn't get Coutinho money. He goes, oh, see you later. To Delhi. Delhi, he goes, see you later. He goes, wouldn't even, he goes, I'd pack his classic, I'd pack his bags for him, and off you go. He goes, he, he goes I've seen enough of him, and I think this is what... We don't watch Spurs as closely as clearly Spurs fans do. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I, I, I know a lot about Spurs because I've got mates who feel they need to impart their Spurs knowledge on me. But Have uh, they managed to impart this feeling of winning something onto you? No. Not yet. No, haven't Not yet. managed to impart the feeling Have on, they put the, themselves. the flat pack uh, Ikea trophy cabinet together yet? I think that's just sitting in the corner. Yeah. A little bit of a shame their stadium won't be ready to go until um, the end of October, they reckon. Yeah, I think they did some some test runs and it's it, not going it well. Failed some safety uh, critical. Well, safety. Wembley, Wembley have shafted them. Wembley have got a very lucrative deal in place whereby if they had to trigger the additional games, it's it's costing them a bucket load. Oh. It's costing them a bucket load. Now this is whole thing around Wembley and the FA needing to make money off this stadium. I don't know if you saw Gary Neville's about not selling it. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Selling Wembley would be they would an awful mistake. Yeah, so, awful. But Spurs seem like they'll be back there until October. Yes. Which is better than doing, I'm not saying it hampered Liverpool, than doing what Liverpool did, which was play six away games to start your season. It, it, it can potentially put you on the back foot. Because if Spurs played anyone other than Newcastle on the weekend, mm. I reckon they're in, they're not in the winner's column. They're at least, I'm not saying they would have lost. Yeah. But Newcastle hit the post. Numerous times hit the crossbar. They were okay. They were all right. They were okay, yeah. but they're not. They're not. Let's not kid ourselves. It's Newcastle. Oh no, I agree completely. So Spurs were horrible. We spoke last week, and the point- Spurs are better than that. I've always, I've maintained Spurs have a great eleven. Yeah, great eleven. So I think we spoke last week. Newcastle, they will get by on pluck and Rafa. Rafa, if they survive, it's Rafa. It'll be Rafa and just what he is able to wring out of that team. It'll be. Yeah. It'll be great. And much the same way, I just want to say, Liverpool set a bit of a marker. I think they did what people feared they would do to West Ham. They were clinical, uh, got Two the job done. Two seasons in a row that West Ham have lost 4-0 on the opening day. Yeah, but I think I reckon there's a little bit of doom and gloom with West Ham. I think that's – if I was them, I wouldn't be worrying about losing at Anfield 4-0 on the first day of the year. 
I wouldn't mm. write it off completely and say don't just forget about it. Not, but I'd sit there and I think they'll be a little bit better than that. Yeah, I think they will be in the fight to be relegated, but um, I think uh, Pellegrini, like he's he's a good manager. He's a good manager. He's he, won the Premier League. He's, he's won the Premier League. Like he, he knows what he's doing. I think that he would be pragmatic enough to look at that result and say, you know what, we're probably always losing that. Disappointed to lose it four nil. Yep, but we certainly didn't rock up. Yeah, we well, the only goal you'd say, well, there was an offside goal. Yeah. The Sturridge goal should have been defended better. Yep. And the other two, they were just outplayed. Yeah. But Liverpool look good. They look good. Uh, they look. They look. Uh, good. Give us, give us your analysis on on your mate Naby Keita, the world's. Oh fucking Jesus Christ! The hype this, surrounding Naby Keita was ridiculous. It's huge. This guy is. Well, read, based on based on his first performances, I read an article where somebody referred to him after one game for Liverpool against a team that's feeling their way into the season and will be. I think they'll survive, but they'll be scrapping it out in the lower reaches of the table. Someone described him. Oh uh, yeah, someone described him as the best box to box midfielder in the world. To quote Jeremy Clarkson, in the world. And I went, Jesus fucking Christ! I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell you this, what. I don't. Oh, I, I'm like not going to say I agree because I can't really put up someone else. But people don't play that anymore. Oh man, I, I looked in and thought, yeah, it looks alright. These days we are more of a defensive midfielders and attacking midfielders, and the lines are so compressed that there's no need for a box to box midfielder anymore. We just got this this fascinating. Liverpool fans are terrible at it. They're terrible at it. And nothing pleases the neutral more than them crashing and burning because they play one game, they win it, great work. Oh, we got the best, got the best forward line in the world. We got the best this, the best that. Well, how about you fucking win something? Yeah, just for starters, just to get yourself rolling. How about this? This fantastic team actually delivers something tangible. If they, if they're there when the whips are cracking, I'll give them a shot. You got your fucking bottom spanked by Real Madrid in the Champions League. Well done. I thought they were in the in that game. I'm not saying when Mo went off, that's what changed and everything else. But they were in that game. And well, then, yeah. If they had, they had a goalkeeper who, oh my god, sabotaged it. Is he? Uh, they're going to sell him. He's still there. Well, the window's still open, as it should be until the end of the month. Just piss him off. You can have people wanting him. Someone will take Craig Burn City have, have inquired, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't have the funds. He's. So. He is woeful. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Manchester City, just pretty clinical against an Arsenal team. That but was once again, That was scary. Once again, Arsenal, I think, get a bit of a grace period early in the season. They've played... But the, why are they getting a grace period? They've played the premiership favourites. They're beating themselves in with a new manager, slightly new squad. I think that this, for me, once again... Was I, that afforded to... Was that afforded to Pep when he took over from... Um, was that afforded to David that, Moyes? Well, David Moyes took over the champions. Right. And was it, we beat yeah. Swansea handsomely on the first day. I just I think they're a little bit... Once again, Arsenal in their heart of hearts wouldn't have thought three points. Yeah, and horrible to start off against City. Yeah, in their heart of hearts, they would have thought, you know what, we get a draw, that's a really good result. If we lose, it's not the end of the world. Manchester City, they're ahead of us, they're better than us. We just have to cop this one and move on. They wouldn't have gone into the match with a defeatist attitude, but I think they'd walk away from it going... Why do you buy a keeper and play? That's a weird decision. Um, we feared. I think they would have feared they were comfortably second best and when that eventuated, I don't think they would have been too worried. Um, the Petr Cech thing was interesting in the aftermath. He's uh, skirmish with the Bayer Leverkusen Twitter account. I didn't see this. So the Bayer Leverkusen Twitter, of course, um, Bernd Leno 
former Bayer Leverkusen yep. keeper, um, in response to Czech's error of sorts, uh, they put a tweet. They put a tweet out about you know, we know a guy who would have done better. It was something to that effect. We know a guy who would have done better. And I sort of checked took umbrage to this, and he kind of called them out a little bit and, and said they should be a bit more professional. I sort of agree with it, what Czech's saying. I think that Twitter accounts, and there's this social media language nowadays, which is very snarky. You can sort of imagine the people sitting there firing them off, thinking mm. we're pretty funny. But they're not even club representatives. They're, they're media people. Who- no, 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 absolutely. They're sitting up in the media pod. Yeah. Having a bit of a go and having a bit of a dig and and they're trying to they're trying to get likes and engagement and they and they'll do it by any means, they'll do it by any means. They don't really give a shit if it backfires because all it means at the end of the day it's measurables, it's KPIs. Yeah, goes on the thing. Our engagement for this tweet was through the roof, and it, if it goes viral, that's a win. Absolutely, that's a win. And then they they bounce back and forth with other clubs, and I always find it really weird that you've got um, you've got clubs. Big multinational clubs taking on like a personality. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to describe, but you've got this big faceless, um, voiceless corporation that is defined by a personality of two or three dickheads sitting in a pod at head office. What actually started it was there was a guy who was the um, sort of he was on the cutting edge. He did the LA Kings, yep, uh, social media, and he was one of the first people to use social media as a a little bit more than here's today's results. Here's, we did this, here's the team. He would actually construct a dialogue. Now a lot of teams do it. It's very American. The Cubs do it. They're quite good at it. Um, but they all adopt this. They're, they're basically a fan. Yeah. They're the guy in the pub. Yeah. They're, the, they're the Bantasaurus dickhead sort of, he's got half a pint in him fan. Yeah. And it's, this, it's a strange attitude that I myself am not necessarily comfortable with. I, don't, I, mean, I, think, I think all clubs will be trying to, Enhance their professionalism, and this is just something that goes against that. There's something about it that just doesn't land with me. You, you're a fan of the old Twitter. Yeah. Why do clubs continually post, for example, our club? Because I'm not being Carlton centric, but Let's, I don't I like follow it. the Essendon Twitter page whilst watching an Essendon game. They use a lot. I don't, of, I don't do either. They use a lot of gifs. Why is Carlton posting goal after goal after goal? If something happens, it's a tweet, goal, yep. and a score. Twitter do not give you your feed in chronological order. Yeah, no, I understand. I think the attitude Three is- Three days later, I get full-time results. I get the- Yeah, the, it's the, an imperfect- uh, well, I think that what they do is the angle is particularly if we were give playing- give up on it. But if we're playing like this Sunday, we're playing the Bulldogs, the attitude is that's a pay TV game. There might be people out at dinner. There might be people out who don't have pay TV. There might be people mm. wanting to keep track of it. So that's the attitude. The attitude is to keep our fans abreast of what's going on. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. It irritates me. I don't disagree. It's annoying when it doesn't come up chronologically. Because like I said, you'll come across a tweet from – I'll come across a tweet from on Wednesday. That's mm. Brennan Bolton's press conference after the game. Mm. Or you'll get the quarter time – the quarter time – um, Instagram post yeah. is before the full time result. Yeah, no, I agree. It's that's one of those things where people is that because it's got more likes because we weren't getting as uh, smashed. Well, they yet. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's more optimism. <laughs> the more opti- we'll double tap that before we forgot how to play. Um, yeah, that's more to do with the metrics that those platforms use, yeah. which is frustrating. Remember, I remember when Instagram announced that they wouldn't be doing things in chronological order. So you you know, like usually you'd log on in the morning. What's happened? And it's yep. fucking all over the place. Yep. 
and their rationale was just ridiculous bullshit. I'm not sure what it was in the end. But, um, yeah, so that, that Peter Check thing was quite funny. He had a little bit of a run-in, and I can understand why. You probably didn't have to say anything, but at the same time, fuck them. Yeah, that's it. Well, if they've got that attitude of, well, fuck Peter Check and take this. Yeah. Why not Peter Check say, well... Yeah, I agree completely. Peter Check's trophy cabinet's probably bigger than Bayer Leverkusen's. Yeah, it probably would be. I think someone actually ran the number. I think it, it might actually be. So... Anyway, other game. What games? Well, I don't want to go game by game, but you know, just give it a broad overview. Mm-hmm. I a- was not overly impressed with Chelsea. Uh, I think I think Huddersfield. Uh, they did it on the bit. They're on the way down. Yeah, Huddersfield are in strife, but I mean, Chelsea did what you would expect them to do. Yep. Sorry, didn't have to light up, which yep. was disappointing. Watford looked. Watford looked weird in that kit. I didn't see it. They. They're stripes, the yellow and black stripes. They just look. Are they pinstripes? No, they're they're. Oh, well, it's probably five or six stripes. So it's not pinstripe. Yeah. It's, it's it's not. It's not narrow. A, it's not a Juventus. Which yeah, is, they're narrow stripes. Yeah. So um, yeah, they looked horrible. If we if we were running the chicken shit or chicken salad segment, chicken shit. Oh, they are chicken shit. Um, I, I quite liked, uh, and I've always got a soft spot for this guy, and I've looked out for him ever since his uh, stint with us didn't work out, but uh, Wilfred Zaha looked good. Yeah, Wilf irritates me. Why is that? Because he's not playing I, I don't us. think he actually put his balls on the line at United. Probably not. When you, get, you get to that point where you don't going to – I understand you don't want to do too much to compromise your position, but when you know your career's on the line – Fight for it. Fight for it. Do something. And if it doesn't work, well, at least you can go, I went, you know – there was I went out swinging, but there was something unnerving. I remember seeing him um, in a. He'll never be a big big club player. No, no, he had, never. He, he, had, he dipped his toe in the and water, and that's why and... when people go, oh, "I'm surprised he hasn't moved on from Crystal Palace," where the fuck is he going? You know what he reminds me? Of? He reminds me of uh, Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine Pennant, Aaron Lennon, all of these blokes. Yeah. To me, they're all the same fucking player. David Bentley. David Bentley hit that cracker. It was unbelievable. Hit that absolute cracker. Yeah. That was a good goal. He uh, he retired like twenty seven, and he's now is he a hotel manager in Spain or something? He's got like a, a small business, runs a no ho- owns a hotel. No idea. And he's he's basically like he just said, I hate hated playing football, so I retired. And I was like, fair enough. Did you see any of the Wolves Everton game? Uh, I saw the they weren't quite the mini match, but I saw about ten minutes of highlights. It's good. Uh, I don't, know, I don't good. know what to make given that Everton was out of ten men for. The most of it, so... But, um... I know Wolves have got this continental look about them. Well, they've, they've hired... They've done, isn't the whole team, like, Portuguese? Portuguese and Spanish, yeah, effectively. Can so, any of them speak English? Do they need to if they're all speaking the same language? I suppose that's true. That makes, makes family day difficult down at the uh, the park. <laughs> well, people can't understand the Wolves supporters anyway. Signature, por favor. So, um... um the Richarlison look good? yeah. Looked clinical. Looked like he might not be playing for Everton for much longer. You reckon you? I think this is a stepping stone. I think he's probably looked at it. Um, you reckon he's that good? I don't know. If he's... I think I think the, the stepping stone was Watford to Everton, and that's where you are. Um, potentially. I'm just looking up his stats. It does say he only scored five goals for Watford. So, oh, that's this. This thing's yeah, they're all in the first five weeks. How many goals? He was a bloke that everybody brought into their fantasy side, and then he just went cold. Who was that? Uh, Amirzaki, remember him years ago? Played for I reckon he played for Wigan, and he set the world on fire, and then just disappeared up his own asshole. 
Up his own. Up his own he Inverted. Arsehole. He inverted up his own arsehole. Wowee. Uh, Cissier Richarlison scored five goals for Watford in uh, 41 appearances. He's already running at two in one. So no, wow. he, got off to, he got off to a flyer. He got off to a flyer last year. And then, I don't know if... Do you remember Watford are weird? That kind of... When Marco Silva was mm. kind of looking for another job, then they kind of sacked him. I mean, that wasn't really good for Watford, but... <laughs> You're looking for another job? They're you're like, sacked. where you're fucking sacked, mate. You're sacked. We yeah. don't want you back. Are you interested in staying? And then uh, they fell off the face of the earth. But um, Did they go up their own arsehole? No, we won't go there. Um, what's well, extraordinary? I know, I, know this, I know this is going to get loose without anyone to keep us in check. What's extraordinary here is it says, so Everton paid $35 million, could potentially rise to $50 million. Wowza. <coughs> he scored five goals last year in 41 games. And they're going, you know what, 35 mil, done. That just says, that is the... It's the inflated market. Wow, that is the, the inflated, inflated market. market. That was one of my favourite tweets after um, Jurassic World, when the Indoraptor sold for like... Are we seriously going on about the Indoraptor? You don't even have Alex here the, to... The Indoraptor sold for sold for 40-something million, and um, one guy tweeted, or one Gilfy Sigurdsson. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Gilfy. He's good at free kicks, Gilfy. Good at free kicks, um, good at being a fucking thorn in our side for a little while there, mm. which was annoying as shit. You know who was a thorn in our side? Uh, Marouane Fellaini. Oh, my God. That fuck. He cost us the title. I'm, I'm convinced we, we sanctioned the purchase when Moyes says, I want Marouane Fellaini, which... So well, we didn't have to play against him. So, yeah. So... He was... Yeah, he used to fucking terrorise us. And then uh, we bought him, and he's okay would you say? Marouane? Yeah. Squad player. Yeah, he's, he's all right. He could do a lot worse. I liked that when he was fucking holding us to ransom last year. Remember that? <laughs> That's it. He knows how bad we're going. He's fucking bending us over a barrel. Yeah, well, I would have said, you've got some fucking cheek, yeah, mate. He's gone, you can't sign anybody. I would I would have said, well, fuck you, buddy. Jose loves him. I would have said, I would have, I reckon if he came into my office, if I was Ed Woodward, and he fucking turned up in my office and was trying to strong arm me, I'd go, you're fucking done, see ya. Do you think Ed Woodward's got the balls? Well, that's maybe the problem. Mm. I think he's too busy. What did I tell... What, what, do you want to tell the listeners what I said? Ed Woodward was too busy signing instead of players? Do you remember? No, I don't. <laughs> that's disappointing. I, thought, I chuckled to myself. I wondered if you chuckled. Evidently, you didn't. I said he was too busy trying to sign Manchester United, an official dildo partner. He probably has already signed us. Then, actually, <laughs> I, I rectify weaknesses in the squad. Right winger, fuck that shit. We but got that's this why we, bad boy. We need a football director. I think I, I, I like when the news came out that we are searching for a football director. Who is it though? It's a big job, fucking big job, man. Huge you said, job. You said a big job. I did say a big job. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it's a huge whoever whoever takes it. It's a massive job. You need a personality. Oh, either that or you need a no nonsense, no bullshit worker. Yeah. Just to get shit done. Yeah. Don't answer to anyone. Don't do press. Not fucking dicking around. Yeah. This is who we're doing. Yeah. You mentioned, and I feel the same way a little bit, I, I just can't help but think this doesn't end well for Jose, ultimately. And I think that'll be Jose's own doing. Jose, Jose's report card when he was a kid, you know, reading comprehension, good. You know, like whatever. Does not play well with others. <laughs> Would have been on there for sure. It's funny how I worry with Jose... I worry, like, this week, Brighton, oh, away. Man. 
What did like, you like, say? You have said a look, something. You have a look. City got Huddersfield, right? Yeah. You, I already put that. That'll be 5 0. You said something on That'd several occasions last year, and you hit the nail on the head. What is Manchester United's, under Jose, what is our biggest problem when we play teams like this? You said it many, many times. I'm hoping you're on the same page as me. What, do we just don't let the shackles go and actually attack them? You're getting there. Oh, we do something. We. I have no idea. We show them. I show them too much respect. We show shit teams too much respect. Yeah. It's like we're over-organised. Yeah, it's like we're too prepared. Yeah. How about we just go out with a, a 4-3-3? We play Sevilla. I would have gone into Sevilla and said, we're going to rip these fuckers a new asshole. <laughs> if they score three, we're I, scoring I, I six. I worry more about this weekend than I do the following where we got Tottenham. I'm Look, more confident in playing Tottenham than I am away to Brighton. Because Jose, Jose loves. Jose. He's great. That's where people need to give him some credit. Oh. Those big games, we're very good. He loves taking the piss out of like woulda, coulda, shoulda teams, mm. like Liverpool... Well, you, if you woulda, you coulda, you shoulda won. You didn't. Yeah. Spurs, they got the obviously they beat us at um, at Wembley, but then in the cup semi, yep. fantastic display. Yep. You know, so there are things he does very well when he wants to, but he's just very churlish at the moment. I'm not liking his attitude. I'm not liking the way he's going about things. Anyway. Anyway. Let's lift. Not not us, you and us I. Us personally. I think we've started okay. I, I think we've started okay. I think we've started all this, right. We've got no rundown. We've got no third wheel. We've no. got no... No, we're out of control. Kelly said... What did Kelly refer to us as? And she's, oh, two peas in a pod. Two peas in a podcast. Was that the one? Yeah. Yeah, I got the... She said she that... She said with no one keeping us in check, this could be a two-hour long podcast. Yeah, I think we'll I'm just, thinking it might be a 35-minute podcast. This is actually live. We're just going to record all night. Um... Are we done on football, moving on? Uh, done on Cause football. Because nothing else has started, has it? Italy Spain, starts this week? Spain Serie starts this week. No, Serie A doesn't start till the week after. Oh, really? I thought it was this week. No, no, we've got warm-up games. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah we, I think I still think they started, you said it, probably should be starting this week. Everything? Everything, yeah. Well, in recent years, haven't they started on like the 24th of August in some I, years I, gone by? Is it the Premier League trying to beat everyone to the punch? Oh, I don't know. I don't think they need to. It's like we're trying to prove a point with this whole, we're going to close the market when we start the season. And even if everybody else has started, we're going to close the market. And guess what? To prove that point, we're going to start the season earlier and shut the market on everybody. Yeah, it was just weird. I don't understand what they've done. I don't understand the thinking behind it. Uh, anyway. We've we done on football. Obviously, sorry, before we leave football, everyone would have seen it. Did you? I, I got I've got one big bit of news, okay. but hopefully it's not did, the same as yours. Did you get, I got pretty excited. I did, my heart. Was pounding out of my chest, and I was, there was a bit of a swell of pride in me. Do you see Wayne Rooney's effort for DC United? Okay, here we go, and Pete's going to love this because me and Pete have analysed this. We've had it up. We've had it up on the uh, on the TV in the office. I was so pleased for him. When you watch that video, w- w- apart from the Rooney thing, what what's your what's the underlying factor? What 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 are you looking at the TV going? This happened. Like, what, what sticks in your mind when you watch that clip? Just tell me. He's the only player defensively minded? Okay. I don't know whether I was just one of the odd people to pick this up in the first instance. Mm. There's no keeper. Yeah, because they pulled the keeper. Why the fuck isn't he having a shot? Why is he trying to take on Wayne Rooney? I think he's he's a long way out. Now, I, I'm actually starting to twist and go with Pete. He's, he's, maybe, he's, he's forgotten there's no keeper. No, no. Maybe he's not left Okay, he's, no, no. He's running. He's on the left. He's got a teammate on the right. And Wayne Rooney, who couldn't outrun, give me a phrase, uh, right? 
whatever. Couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. There you go. So this bloke's got Wayne Rooney trailing, trailing Not only that, him. He's got like 34-year-old Wayne Rooney. Have a crack if you don't make the distance. If it's not, you have a teammate coming. Or worse comes to worse, you've then got a foot race against um against who? Wayne Rooney to get to this ball. Mate, things Instead, happen, things happen very quickly out there. Things happen. This you know, bloke got two footed beautifully. He panicked, right? And then Wayne, not only did he get the ball, he took off on him. Yeah, he actually disappeared. And uh, old mate Acosta puts the header in. And does not give Wayne any credit that, whatsoever. I, I saw that and I thought, you know what I thought? I was like, that's, that's American soccer to a T. Wayne Rooney's just put in the play of the year. DC United will not score a more ridiculous, better goal than that. Yep. There will not be a more a better individual moment from any player on their squad, likely in the league. Yep. And he's it's all about me. I've scored. Goal, golazo. And he's like celebrating the fans. It was a hat trick. It was his hat trick. I but- don't fucking give a shit. And this is why I hate VAR. He scores a goal. Excuse me. He's dropped a highlighter. <laughs> I just had a highlighter went fine. He scores a goal and then there's this whole anti-climax. Yep. Football, is in world football, doesn't have the... It's emotion. The, the, but there's no uh, regular scoring occurrences. No. that In the AFL football, if you have a couple of goal reviews and think, yeah, whatever. You can live with it. In soccer, that... that outburst of emotion when you do score, you're taking that away from the game. Mate, I've spoken about this in the very, very, very first episode. I referred to this very thing which you are hitting on now with cricket. And it's the same with a wicket. We, you might, Australia play India later in you know the year. That's the big tour of the year. And um, someone might, uh, at an important moment of the match or whatever, they might trap Virat Kohli, their best batsman, their captain, might trap him. Yep. And there's that moment of, is he out? Umpire is out, and then that stalls. This elation of you know the twelfth man. Yeah, fuck off, he's out. Fuck you. Know, get it like that sort of this elation of you got him, you got your man. Brilliant effort. Everyone's fired up. Oh, sorry, we're just going to wait. Yeah, and we're just going to check the no ball that I should have called on the delivery. Yep, we'll just check that. So don't go away. Or he might review it, and it turns out that by you know a bee's dick, he's actually not out. And it's like just. Live with it. You get good calls, it's you get them, bad it's, calls. It's giving them something to advertise. Oh, man. Because KFC get to have the... The bucket spins? Yeah. Yeah. Same with the NRL. Yeah, the bunker? The NRL are taking it too far now, Oh, too. the NRL review everything. They review everything now. Might as well just be, yeah, blow the whistle and go up. Don't even make a call on the field. A lot of them don't. A lot it's of them ridiculous. don't. They review everything. I remember someone actually said it. I might have been Sturlo. I remember watching one and he just goes... He's actually sighing. He just went, what's wrong? Why are we reviewing this? He goes, quite seriously. He goes, it was literally you and me one on one, on two on one. We just yeah, double turned and walked it like over the line. rugby league. He goes, oh. Like you go up and it might literally bobble and come out like a mill. Yeah. Oh, no, he, he's knocked that on. No, he no, hasn't, he hasn't, mate. But that's not what the technology's it, for. No, it's not what the technology... We found that. We spoke about this with Carlton had a couple... Was it Jared Pickett had a couple quick snaps out of a pack? Or Jared Garlett? couple weeks, about four or five, six weeks ago. I think we're playing well, West Coast. Well, Jared Garlett because he hasn't played for us for I think about it was, four I think it was years. against West Coast. Yeah. Um, so Garlett, it was Jared Garlett. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was Jared Pickett. No, but Pickett was the one I think touched one accidentally. Oh, Jared Garlett. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking of Jeff Garlett. Jeff Garlett. <laughs> um, but they, they reviewed it because, no, it was, oh, Pickett might have touched the ball. I think it was the other way around. Is it Garlett might have touched Maybe, Pickett. Maybe, whichever yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and you see, they're going, that's not what it's for. 
Yep. Call it on the field. Yeah. It's touched, it's not touched. Call it on the field. Yeah. Don't we're not this is not what it's for. This is um Josh Jenkins hitting the post. Yeah. That's what it's for. It's not for oh did he touch it? Oh did it oh man, we'll just review it. Yeah. It's a fucking goal. Anyway. Anyway, moving off that, we somehow ended up on uh, AFL prematurely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, one of your hobby horses, Fab. You're a big, big fan of this, the Davis Cup. Or as American commentators call everything, the Davis Cup. Have you ever noticed that? What did I, the World when you, Cup. When you raised the Davis Cup pre-production, I said... Is that golf? Is that golf? <laughs> I said, is that no, golf? You're, you're thinking of the Ryder Cup so. or the President's Cup. Now the have you, have you ever noticed that? Have you ever watched? You know what I noticed that? Didn't first? we win the Davis Cup like in the early two thousands? Yeah, we won it. We've won it a heap of times. If we're winning the Davis Cup, it's a bullshit. Well, we were winning, mate. We were winning the Davis Cup like fucking Pat Rafter and the Scud they were firing us to victory against um, uh, what was that? Dickhead Cedric Pierline and those guys. Well, obviously French. Uh, Cedric Pierline is French, yes. And Guy, Guy uh, Guy Forget Guy Forget was their coach. <laughs> Um, um, they actually might have rolled us in Australia. I think they famously the rolled us. Patch? We um, we played the tournament. What we, was the potato we played patches? it on grass in Brisbane. We played it on grass. It wasn't in Brisbane, but we played it on grass. And the French were like, because we had home court, mm. we're going to play it on grass. And the French rolled us, and it was like, should have just fucking played it on a hard court. Mm. They got rolled that way, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but no, basically the, the Davis Cup, like I said, the Americans Davis Cup, World Cup. I noticed that in the movie Cars, the characters all said Piston Cup. They don't say the Piston Cup. Their voice in flex in the middle. Righto. It's fucking only, weird. only you would have picked that it up. It shits me. World Cup. Um, the Davis Cup, will they want to change the format. They're actually having a vote. By the time people listen to this, the vote will have happened. It happens overnight as to whether or not at the moment you play home and away ties, you know, uh, best of five uh, rubbers. Yep. Singles, reverse singles, doubles. Um, the tournament is sort of irrelevant now. And at one point in time, it was a huge deal. Players and fans, it was an enormous deal because tennis largely obviously an individual And you get sport. to have a coach. So I do know. Now I'm starting to think. Yeah. You get, you get to have a coach. Yeah, you have a coach and a captain. Yeah, you're allowed um, to talk to you. Wally Masur was our coach. Yep. He was not also the team masseur. He was just the coach. Isn't Leighton? Uh, he was at one point. Pat Rafter was. And then he got sick of dealing with the dickheads, so he left. Who? Nick. Nick and uh, Bernie. He got sick okay. of dealing with their What's shit. What's happening with uh, our other wog, mate? Um, Thanasi Kokonakis. Thanasi Kokonakis. He won an ATP Challenger <laughs> what tournament. A, what a curious say. He said, he so, said he something said, like, oh, he goes, cocky smashed your missus or yeah, something. Yeah, it was to Stan Vavrinka. He said, yeah. And it was, Cocky smashed your missus. Seemed apropos of nothing. Apropos, I'm sorry. Everyone went nuts at him. Oh, apropos of nothing else. My mate smashing your missus, or used to. Um, Stan wasn't happy. No. I think Stan he, doesn't look happy. I think he wiped the fucking floor with him as well after that. So it backfired spectacularly. <laughs> but um, what they want to do is they want to bring it into kind of – they'll still have some pre- um, preliminary qualifying rounds, but then the, the idea is to make it into more – it's almost like a World Cup. I like that. So you all come together. In one, in one one city hosts it and happens over a week and a bit and uh, 18 nations and you play, the idea is you would play like two ties on a day um, and they would sort of try to, it would be best of three sets and they want to sort of streamline it a bit more. And So it's like the Hopman Cup, not in format, but everyone's at the Hopman Cup. Everyone's at the Hopman Cup. Everyone's at this Davis Cup. And to me, to be honest with you, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Australia apparently and are, From a viewer point of view, it would be good to, Australia apparently... Um, 
Against it? Against it. Because we'll never win one. No, no, no. We're against it because we've got like 1,500 competing tournaments that we don't want diluted by the return of the Davis Cup. So we've got the Laver Cup. Hopman Cup obviously happens here, and they're working on some other tournament. What's the Laver Cup? Um, it's a team-based tournament. It's not. I don't think it's nations as such. It might be more like America. Um, I'll look it up just to confirm. I might. I think it's a bit like, you know, in the Presidents Cup, which you spoke about earlier. You correctly, incorrectly thought it was uh, tennis. When it's Europe v America. Yep. So it's still teams, but you're split up geography geographically. Okay. Um, I'll just confirm by, that by continents. Yeah. So the idea is the Labor Cup official website competition, unlike any other, except maybe a revamped Davis Cup. Uh, no, Europe versus the world. So that would be the President's Cup in golf, I think, is America versus everyone but Europe. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So they play the, the Ryder Cup against Europe yeah. and then the President's Cup against, like, VJ South- Singh. And, and South Africans. Yeah, VJ Singh and yeah. Adam Scott. <laughs> and Ernie Els. Ernie Els. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that I think... I think, you know what, when I was thinking about it today when I heard about this, my attitude was, you're not relevant anymore. Like, you aren't, you know, something like the AFL, I don't think it needs huge tinkering. Yeah. So, therefore, don't change it massively. Um, whereas the Davis Cup needs a revamp. It needs to be refreshed and, you know. Well, if the general sporting observer. Don't care. That's right. Like me, when you said Davis Cup and it's not in the forefront of my mind as to even what it is. Mm. You know, like change change isn't always bad. I think that you think you look back to what UEFA did with the European Cup. Yep. Now it's the biggest it's arguably the showpiece of football. You still want to win a World Cup, but yeah. It's not as important. Your career needs to be you need to have a Champions League win. In your you career. know what you probably actually need You can't to... not everyone can win a World Cup. No. A World Cup is still great. Not like Gareth Bale can't win a World Cup. No. But you sure as heck can go out and win a Champions League. And the, Yeah. It's the best. World Cup finals have the pressure and the spectacle and everything else. The best football on the planet is the you know the quarterfinals onwards of the Champions. The round round of sixteen of the Champions League is is the football you want to watch. Spot on. So for me, that attitude of change I think should be embraced in this case. And if it makes the tournament um, something that players like want to play in again, uh, they'd have to be. Clever with the scheduling. I think at the moment they want to have it after the uh, US Open, which is sort of when the tennis season's wrapping up. Yeah. After that, players play the year-end finals if they qualify in London. But other than that, guys are, are wrapping up and starting to focus on having some time off and then coming back for the you know the, the Australian summer. But um, I think they do a little bit in Dubai in the new year as well. But yeah, for me it just makes perfect sense if they can rejig it, revamp it, and and. Because I, I remember when, when I was growing up, when we won a few in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, or competing for them, they were fantastic events. Mm. We obviously had a team you wanted to support, which helped. Had some good players fighting it out and wanting to play for their country and doing well. But um, if, if a few other teams and a few other countries can get on board, that'd be great. AFL? Is there much to talk about about AFL? Mate, why, why do people want to make the game shorter? In duration. They want everything. They'll take whatever they can get. Make the game shorter, make the season shorter, everything. People don't have the attention span That's anymore. It's fucking pathetic. You just sit there. It goes for two and a half hours. Yeah, when you're there, it doesn't feel that bad. But if you're at home, they want it quicker. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> just watch the game. He's it's lost been it. this way He's for 120 it. years. Just Haven't like, we shortened it anyway? Have we? Or time... 
Or is that still adds up roughly to 30 I think it still adds up roughly. It's there or thereabouts. But, like, for one, there's the economic realities. You can't shorten it. Everyone thinks, oh, we'll just play five less games. Paddy Dangerfield thinks, oh, we'll just play five less games. I'll still get my check. Mate, you're giving 20% of that fucker back, buddy. Why do we keep giving this bloke airtime? He loves the sound of his own voice. Far out. Oh, yeah, but he, a haircut. he talks with such certainty as well as just, no, you know, my favorite thing ever. You, I'm not an NFL fan, but even I know this. I love it when an AFL player goes, we just got to play each other once. Every game matters. Mate, there are games in the NFL that mean fucking shit. They don't mean a thing. Everyone plays, what, half the teams once or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah, there are games where teams aren't going anywhere. Our season's done. Doesn't matter. Yep. So don't give me this every game matters bullshit. There would still be Carlton and the Bulldogs this week. Wouldn't matter. No. If it was a 17-game season. It's irrelevant. But apart from that, this this idea, I'm not as a fan. I'm not fucking paying full freight I, I for a membership. I think the change needs to happen in the way we... Just a standard 22-game season is not... I agree that there are irrelevant games. I think we just deal with the 22-game fixture. We just deal with it. Sometimes it works for you. Everything comes out in the wash. I like a conference system. Nah, shit house. Hate it. feel like I'm sitting next to Ronnie Lamaster. It's the worst <laughs> idea I've ever heard. I like I like the 6-6-6. Six, six, six. Just FYI, I watch Cocktail during the week. Well, we're going to get to that. 6-6-6. Um, six, six, six. What do you got next? Makeup for pets. I watch Leaving Las Vegas. Elizabeth Shoe-a-thon. Yes. I also watched the new uh, Death Wish. She was in that as well. Hold on, let's quickly just finish off, <laughs> and then we we're just. Gonna, we're I also just, started. We're going to go rogue. I started watching the Karate Kid as well. Um, yeah, I like the conference system. It but keeps, why? Because it keeps you, as a fan and as a team, as a team engaged. Does it? Yeah, because you're only competing against the people in your conference or in your bracket. But what happens if every you, game is is meaningful? So what happens if you get a shit conference, a shit bracket? Then you get a team qualifying. No, that that's why I like to. the six, six, and six. Nah, six, six. We just need to. What are you, why are you so against the six, six, and six? The top it's six rubbish. vie for positions because they play each other. They have to move because they're stealing points off each other. How does this help the team in seventh or eighth? They're battling out with the other. Yeah, but they get soft games. They don't get soft games. They get because soft. The seventh plays down to, what is it, 12th? Yeah, but you drop one of those games, you move a lot. Mate, when you're in a- we just need to deal with the way it is. Everything comes out in the wash. Collingwood and Melbourne haven't beaten top eight teams. Eventually, they will play them in the finals, and they'll be found out to be frauds, and they'll be knocked out. That's how it works. If one of them wins the flag- I'm just saying, if, if, if they haven't beaten a top eight team, everything comes out in the wash. Collingwood have beaten Melbourne. Who are, where are they, eighth? So you, still. But everything comes out in the wash. So this idea that, oh, they've had a soft run, yeah, maybe. Well, that's your... But they're going to have to play top eight teams eventually, and if they lose, that's we know them as that team. That's your opinion. It is. But I still think, I think a six, season, six, six and six meth or format would work well. I just think you need to, because you can't even forecast it, really. So in terms of rationalising what happens after round 17, yep. any given year, yep. what, when do you do it? After round 17, do you have a week off and then work out, you're playing here, you're playing here? Can't do it. With fixtures, with venues, it'd be a nightmare. You can't do it. Logistically. It'd be terrible. Are you for real? Yeah, I am. So Eddie Adder got, Eddie Adder got Taylor Swift coming out. 
Taylor no, Swift. No, Taylor Swift's not coming out no, during but, football season. No, she does. Ed Sheeran came out during football season, didn't he? On the eve of. Does Taylor Swift make your your list of what, what, what was your text? What was your text? No, no, no. I put out a tweet and I said I've curated it. What was it actually? What was the actual wording? That was important. Like with anything. <laughs> Hold on. I've got to read this text my wife just sent me. She said, fuck. Oh. Exclamation point. Oh. She just got real on Designated Survivor. Oh, no. <laughs> then she said, how loose is the podcast tonight? <laughs> it's funny you ask, Hal. It's funny you ask. It's about to get loose. Um, I'm going to find, sorry, I'm just finding the exact wording. Yeah, so you, you texted. Where is it? No, you I've, tweeted. Oh, yeah, you I've, tweeted. I've, I've reached the stage where I don't need any new music. I've curated a 221 song playlist that'll just about see me out. 221 song playlist. Yep. I don't... I kind of understand what you're saying because a lot of new music wouldn't make it onto my... Wouldn't make it onto my... It'd uh, take a long time to, to, to get on it. To displace things that I've got in the top 100 of It my would own. need to be by a band I really like. like. Like at the moment, I don't need any new bands to follow. I've got, I'm a big Blink-182 fan, like them. Whenever they release something, or Tom DeLong, who's been like excommunicated from the band, <laughs> whenever he releases something, I'll give that a listen, I'll buy it. The Killers, love the Killers, the Wombats, whatever. The Wombats, yeah, that's them. a band. Yeah, they're great. Fucking hell. You've never heard of the Wombats? Oh, mate, I don't listen to shit music. I don't listen to shit music. Well, you should have heard these guys then. The Wombats. Yeah, they're, they're How many great. albums the Wombats sell? Quite a few. Wowee. They're, big, they're from, uh, from England, they're great. Don't care. I like the editors. There's a few bands there that when they when they release new music, I'm like, yeah, cool, on board. But I don't need a new band. I got no time. I got no I space. I don't disagree. Like if I'll listen to a song, go, yeah, the that's Beatles good could come good. along tomorrow, and yeah. I'd be like, sorry guys, there's no no room here. I'm nah. all full up. I give I give new music a crack. I'm just not. It's it's just not. I listened to Fox FM today. Uh, I did went down to the footy club and did some work, and they just have the radio on in the background, which is yep. fair enough. They play so much. This is at like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. Aside from Carrie Bickmore laughing obnoxiously, they play so much old music. It was staggering. Staggering. In what sense? They were playing. They may as well, for one, they may as well rename the fucking station. Pink FM because that's all they play. They just oh. play fucking Pink. They play. I can't stand Pink. They play that. Um, Why so serious? Or raise your glass. What is that? What's called? Raise your yeah. glass. They play that. Dead I set. don't know what the song's called, but I know the song. Every time I usually I'm in there probably three times a week after work. Yeah. Every time I'm in there, guaranteed that song will play at least once in the afternoon. Well, it's a fucking eight year old song or something. It's like when I'm going to look up when Raise Your Glass was released. It's. Raise your glass, pink. When was it released? And it is getting played. 2010. This is a song that is eight years old, and they fucking Fox, refuse Fox to... FM, Fox FM... They're basically gold. They're, they're listeners. They're gold. They understand that people are listening to it either in the car or in transit or... In solitary confinement as punishment. On the way to work, on the way home. It's a moment of the day. If you have to listen to the Fox wow. for, for an entire day, it's a it's a nine song playlist. It's unbelievable. It's a nine. Why? Can I ask you a nine question? song playlist? Can I ask you a question? Who is ringing in? I listen to generally during the day. I will listen to Sen. That's maddening enough. Yeah. If I have to listen to one more dickhead, if I have to listen to Sen for more than an hour, I'll lose my mind. If I have to listen to one more guy talk about his solution for the fixture, <laughs> fucking a. No, but why are people ringing? 
Fox FM at 2.33 in the afternoon. They're just ringing for like a chat. They're trying to win a prize. There's no topic. The guy just blows they're, them they're, off. They're, they're in, they're in a, a retail store gun to their other yeah. co-worker. I'm on the air. I'll, I'll get on the, I'll get on the air. And he's always like, the guy's always... Me like, and my brother got on air when we were, we were younger. Oh, what did you do? No, we rang up Gold to request a song. What did you request? Um, what did we request? Help Me Run by the Beach Boys. It's gone 104. This is like, that's like your... My brother, my brother was singing Help Me Run This is like your last, your last meal. They're like, what do you want to listen to? We rang and we said, uh, we, my brother wanted to listen to Return to Sender. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, they said, oh, we, we're just about to play that. Can you pick another song? Help me, Ron. He goes, no, that's fine. And he, he, just realized, he realized that we were just like two young kids and he said, um, oh, if one of you could sing it. So I just said to my brother, just sing it. So my brother starts belting it out. and On the radio? Yeah. How good. Um, my fun fact about Return to Sender, uh, I'm a postman, uh, yeah. very occasionally, <laughs> very, very occasionally, <laughs> more <laughs> often than occasionally, someone, you'll be doing your, um, you'll be doing your uh, redirections. Yep. So you've thrown off your whole round. Yep. And then before you bundle it, you, you have a folder with redirections. So you yep. go through it and is there mail for that point? Yeah, there is. Redirect it. Um, very, probably once a week, someone will start singing Return to Sender whilst doing their <laughs> redirections. Well, we sing, in the office, we sing all day. We sing all day. And Pete would generally adapt whatever song we're singing to, to the circumstance where we're in at the moment. So like if we're speaking about a specific client, does he use like I'm not going to I'm not going to say it, but we had a specific client and we're listening to Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones. They're not listening. And Pete was putting her name into the song. It was it was absolutely brilliant. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Sounds like quite a creative guy. Made me laugh. But uh, you watched um, watched Cocktail? I did. I was shattered. I looked. I looked on Netflix. Not there. Foxtel. Yeah. Crackle. Not there. No. You know why? And I thought I had a download. Mate, you know why? Netflix has got the most amazing algorithm ever. Yep. You could want to watch only one movie in the world, won't have it. <laughs> but it's got so many movies. It's got every movie you want, every movie you don't want. The movie, the one movie you want, you could want to watch. You could you could be sitting here at work going, oh, when I go home, I really want to watch, uh, or, you know, like in Days of Thunder. Garen fucking T. I recently rewatched. oh, recently, yeah, I was... I've only seen it once or twice growing up. I've recently rewatched it when, just, you, when you gave it to it's me. It's just Top Gun in NASCARs. But it, no, it's a very shit version of it, though. Yeah, it's not great. I, I watched Top Gun this week. So when I couldn't find Cocktail, I went, yeah, I've still got to do some homework. Near enough's good enough. So I watched Top Gun. Yeah. But Cocktail, I was devastated to find that on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 5%. Now, this is not saying the movie's 5 out of 100. It's saying that only 5% of reviewers think it's good. Basically, that's that's astonishingly low. It is a much better movie than five percent. Oh, it's a ripping movie. You know what that is? This cocktail is a movie you chuck on. You can't be offended by it. No, be- like as in I can't be offended by how bad this is. No, you chuck it on. You go if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you go. Oh, I never need to watch that again. And you just don't go back to it. So, what's our movie review this week? What are we? What are we? I want to go see the Meg. The what? 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 The, the Meg. Jason Statham takes on a giant oh, new movie. prehistoric shark. I'm talking about what movie we're going to go back and watch. I watched The Warriors the other day. Is this this Coney Island one that yeah. you, you keep telling me? James Remar's in it and, like, looking young. <laughs> Who's James Remar? Yeah, you'd know him. He's been in everything. He's like Johnny Drama. James? R-E-M-A-R. That's who I think of whenever um, that's that soccer player, Lamar. 
Oh, he was. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell our listeners who he was. He was Samantha's boyfriend, um, the rich guy from um, Sex and the City. A, a lot of people. I don't know him from that, but a lot of people would know him from that. But he's been in. He's been in so much. So before stuff. she went out, before she got cancer and was dating the, the younger blonde guy with the, the model, uh-huh. she had this this guy here. Okay. I can't remember his name, but James Raymar. No, I can't remember his name in Sex and the City. He's probably dating. He's probably playing himself, James Rima, successful probably. billionaire. But uh, yeah, look, Cocktail. I, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed rewatching it. Yep. Um, I, you know, Elizabeth Shue, beautiful. Well, we. What movie was she in? <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep watching Deadpool, and uh, I fell asleep. I was unconscious, and when I woke up, you know that moment where you're sort of like, "What's happening? Like, what's the time?" whatever, how long have I been out? And I looked up on the screen. I'm sort of half asleep. I've got this, you know, the sleep in my eyes. I can't see properly. It's a bit hazy. And I think, it's fucking Elizabeth Shue. So she I, Deadpool. I was like, Elizabeth Shue. I was like, fucking how long have I been out for? What is this? It was um, uh, Death Wish with uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. The remake of the uh, Pierce Brosnan film. Yeah. Death Wish. That's a shout out for, uh, I know it's fucking Charles Bronson. Pete, that was funny. Um, Pete but, confusing Charles Bronson and Pierce Pier- Brosnan. Pierce, Pierce, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep and during the movie Inception. That'd it's, be fucking, it's arguably the worst movie to fall asleep yeah, in. You'd be lost. I woke up and I d- didn't know whether I was dreaming still. <laughs> the whole movie is about falling into a dream and then falling deeper into dreams and so forth. And here I am. I think everyone's seen it. Yeah. No, I'm just explaining. So I've fallen asleep and I've mm-hmm. kind of gone. How many levels down did you go? I, just, I, I was searching for something to spin. Yeah, yeah. You were a dream within a dream within a dream. Mm. Within I a wasn't dream. a big fan of it. Within a riddle. Um, that qu- and Shutter Island. I quite like. Pete refused. He always called it Shuttergate. I don't know why. <laughs> Shuttergate. Oh, someone got Shuttergate. Someone downloaded Shuttergate. I'm like, Pete, it's called so Shuttergate. First things first, Pete. I'm not a criminal, so no. Secondly, it's not what it's called. <laughs> um, I, I quite like Christopher Nolan's movies, but I do find that sometimes he makes very big, bombastic popcorn films that have got a very thin layer of sophistication, a very thin veneer. Of sophistication, think Inception, think Interstellar. Got a very thin layer that people think they're more sophisticated, they're more artsy and more intellectual than they actually are. Do you like those movies where they're so in depth that you need to think and figure stuff out? Occasionally, but occasionally I like seeing Tom Cruise make you, cocktails. Yeah, or shit blow up. Yeah, like you wouldn't be a Michael Bay fan. I like some of his movies. Yeah, visually they're very. The good. Rock is amazing. The first Transformers is great. Pain and Gain's great. Bad Boys, great. You don't like Pearl Harbor. I like the scene where the attack happens. It's amazing. I love everything about that movie. It's shitful. Kate Beckinsale. It's a turd sandwich. The the yeah, she was very good in it. Not as an actress, but um, just standing there on camera. Well, I don't um, think we judged Elizabeth Shue on it. Elizabeth Shue's got that homely sort of girl next door sort of oh. allure about her. She's Kate quite, Beckinsale she's in, not a in bad Pearl actress. Harbor was. Amazing. Yeah, but she's not a girl next door. Nah, she's oh. oh she man. was like, I told you, I told you when I saw Wonder Woman, and I was distracted. Gal Gadot, yeah, too, she's she too was good too looking. Too good looking. Yeah. She's. I'm actually looking at the screen. I'm. I'm actually phasing in and out, thinking, "Fuck, you're beautiful." Mm. Wow. What's happening in the movie? Who's uh, she talking to? 
literally can tell there's no one here to straighten us up. Yeah, yeah, we're um, getting off. I will give us a Deontay Wilder update. X, please, give us in honor of Alex Billen. Alex, uh, I, I, I texted Alex Billen. Oh, so it's not your update. It's That's his. from Alex. I said, is there any... Alex lives. Any Deontay Alex... <laughs> Hashtag Alex lives. Um, any Deontay news? Yeah. He said, um, he's just come out, he's calling uh, Joshua a liar. Uh, what for? About the circumstances surrounding why their fight didn't go ahead. So um, he's now f- focusing on the Tyson Fury fight, which hasn't been scheduled yet, but it's looking about like it's going to happen towards the back end of the year. Uh, so. Okay. Well, we'll wait with bated breath. Until Deontay. I've never even Deontay, seen this man. I don't Tyson, even know what he looks like. And Anthony Joshua have the ability to put heavyweight boxing back on the map. Tyson Fury doesn't. Right. No, but there's, there's, he's someone involved. Joshua does. He's got to fight people. He does. He has to get in the ring. Tyson Fury is good enough to, to, to have a fight against I've figured him. figured it out. Tell me. Triple threat. The first triple threat match in the history of boxing. <laughs> What's the triple threat? <laughs> Just three guys punch it on with each other. Oh, I was thinking the triple threat was the uh, the entourage quote. He's a triple sing, dance, act. He goes, no, what, what, what did Turtle say? He goes... Oh, he's got big head. He's got the head. He's got the looks. Look. He's got the something. He's got, it's three of them, he's got the head. It doesn't make sense. But yeah. that's very early entourage before it hit its, yeah. its stride. And he said, he was going through Russell Crowe, big head. Vinny Chase, big head. Yeah. And the drama says to him, how about my head? And Turtle goes... Yeah, it's not so big, but your ears are huge. <laughs> your ears are huge. Poor Johnny. So, so your triple threats are saying the, the three of them. The three of them should get in the ring at the one time and just be fucking, let's get it on. <laughs> no, I, I legitimately think... You would, I would buy that. That's just wrestling, Sean. No, no, boxing. Like, they're actually hurting each other. Yeah, but there's three people in there, Sean. It'd just, be amazing. Just call, just call wrestling. No, but they're boxing each other. Yeah, I understand that. But it's chaos. Are you telling me you wouldn't watch that? I think everybody would. I think everyone. The world, the world tuned in to watch an MMA fighter fight. Be kept at arm's distance by a guy carrying him through that fight. Oh, I disagree that he was carried. We're not going through this. Um, <laughs> back onto a little bit of a tiny bit of AFL. Uh, Jesse Hogan obviously out for the year. Navicular. Yep. And I only bring this up because navicular is the word that in AFL circles at least. Tim loves a navicular. Well, doesn't obviously doesn't like players getting them. No, but he it, it, Tim could compile a list of every player who ever who. That's done a navicular in the last 20 years. Jackson Trengove. So. James Hurd did one. Trent Crow did one. So explain it's to like our damn listeners. fucking pointless. Explain, explain to our listeners what a navicular is. Uh, I've, it's in your foot. And if you, uh, you basically, there's um, blood can't get to it yep. effectively. So that's obviously what heals an injury is circulation. And that's kind of what Joe Pickett didn't do a navicular. But no. The scaphoid is a similar type of injury where. There's not a lot of blood flow around it, yeah. so it, therefore it takes longer long, to heal. Long, long time. So when you get it, and when you break your foot, clearly your foot takes the whole load of your, your for the force of your body. You, you have to be able to do it. So you have to be able to sort of cope with that. So um, they reckon they've caught it soon enough, but so it's not going to break. They yep. can they can deload him, as the saying in the industry goes nowadays. But you know what I love about navicular? They can release the load. They can release the load. Um, I love that we all become like doctors. So, you know, he does his navicular and we all go, oh, that's bad. Mm. <laughs> so someone, Half the people don't know what it Someone is. does like a metatarsal, we go, oh, geez, that's eight weeks. You hear someone's done a hamstring, you go, that'll be, uh, that'll be four to six. If it's a low grade, he might be back in three. We all become very, very pigeonholed injuries. Yep. We're all like, yeah, that's, that's two. Yep. That's a four. Yep. 
you could basically be a sports physician. Just take a stab. Just be like you could be a sports physician at the Carlton Football Club because we've got nothing right. I get a feeling, get the feeling, Fabian, that our uh, strength and conditioning team may be on the breadlines come the end of the year. <laughs> Why did we? We started the game. We could go in well. without a strength and conditioning team. We started the season. Re- uh, season. We Put start- some codes out. Lads, just go and run some laps. We actually did start the season very well. Our first 15 minutes, fucking A. Premiership standard. That's the most scintillating football we've seen. And it's the biggest threat Richmond have faced all year. <laughs> Dead set. We got five goals up. <laughs> I don't know if they've been that far behind ever um, in this season. But uh, we started that game against Frio pretty good. I thought we were good through to half time. You know, we, we'd done what we needed to do. We, I knew we, it we was were on okay. the cards. No, it was. But it was when, on the cards. why did we come out in the second half and look like we've played a half during the halftime fucking huddle, then the break? We were out of gas. We looked shocking. I just think we are out of gas. Oh, fucking we're I'm just- out of gas. <laughs> so you talk about 17-game season. Fucking our season was 15 weeks too long. Our, our season is 21 games and three quarters too long. Oh, Jesus Christ. So. We just, I'm, I'm praying for the end. Come quickly. Put me out of my misery. Kind of like this podcast. No, no, this podcast is going along all right. Um, <laughs> does anyone, you have anything else to bring? Does anyone? Any, Hello? Tim? <laughs> Hello? Alex? Tim anyone Mike. in the office got anything to say about Jesus, sport Tony, what or in, life, movies? What is, what didn't Tony ring tonight? Yeah, where is Tony? Uh, you got nothing else to bring? Get us on. Uh... There's nothing. Ah, uh, big news Ooh, what? today. Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, knee. Oh, He's flying to Barcelona to see the surgeon. What's he done? Medial. They heard it in training. Cr- meniscus. Are... Medial meniscus. <laughs> Look who's playing doctor now. Um, I could fucking do that job. Yeah, so it's flying back to Barcelona to have it seen to. Oh. So he'll be out. Does it need to be drained? Couple, couple Does he need an arthroscope? <laughs> he'll be out for a couple of months, sure. Stop being a really? Dick. But you're not shitting me. He's out for a couple of months. Yeah. So he's probably done like a medial. All they've said is knee injury at training. Flown to Barcelona. Wow. Knee injury at training. I love how like they, like in the AFL, like they just go to the surgeon here. Quite seriously, he should come here. That's not a joke. We're pretty good with knees. We're fantastic with knees. I think we're the only sport... AFL being, mm. like, we understand. Yeah. The recovery, the recuperation, everything. In the NFL, they'll be like, oh. I've told you the story. Derek Eight weeks. Rose. Eight weeks. Mate, I told you, I was watching when Derek Rose tore his ACL for the first time. And the commentators. And the commentators go, oh, geez, he'll probably miss the next couple of rounds of the finals. He's fucking done for the year. You will <laughs> He's see him. until next year. You will final. see him in 12 months. Yeah. He's yeah. done. They haven't got a grasp on no. it. No. Even the Carson Wentz thing. Yeah. Carson Wentz is not playing competitive football for 12 months if they knew what was good for him. It's it's extraordinary that we, um, what was it, talk, you know, when you, uh, hamstrings and the like, people would go to Germany. Yep. They do the calves blood and they did all this weather. Was it Max Rook? Max Rook did it. Jared Rook at one point in, one, for most of his life. <laughs> that's one That's one person. Um, yeah, the, they go to Germany and for different things and I'm sure tennis players go to a, a particular person for elbows or you know we've got good shoulder surgeons actually um, well, but knees Nemanja Matic went to Philadelphia for his surgery bizarre knees someone knows what's good for him obviously they just don't know that our record with knees and out the surgeons and the, how we recuperate from them etc that's the only reason is they don't know and with Man City in particular I'm actually surprised with their link to Melbourne yeah I'm actually surprised that they well, they've got a guy in Barcelona who did uh, Gundogan's knee 
And didn't he take 14 years to come back from that? Mendy's knee. But didn't he take fucking ages to come back? Well, Mendy took a full 12 months. Oh. But that's what but that, what's what we're saying. That's what you need. That's what you need. And that's the expectation. And Mendy looked good. The Mendy fans, looked yeah, very look good on the weekend. He did look good. Um, but he is a 50-odd million pound player, so you'd fucking want him to look good. Yeah. So, um... That's the. I was going to say something. I lost. I lost my train of thought. Please do. Well, give it to me. Lay it on me. I'm waiting. No. no. Lost it. You lost it. No, I've absolutely lost. It's it. gone. 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 It's gone. You got anything else to add? That's it. Wrap it up. I've got one thing to add before we go. <laughs> I do. I got one thing to add. What are you laughing about? You. Just trying to drag this out. Let's go. You'll love it. I'll love it. You'll love this. So, when's your birthday? Can you tell the listeners? October. What day? The second. The second of October. Yes. It's generally the the week after or the weekend of of the grand final. Generally. So second your your birthday would have fallen on some grand finals. Um Collingwood Collingwood's replay uh-huh. was the day before my birthday. The Collingwood Geelong grand final was the day of or before my birthday, mm. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. Look, few. guess what, buddy? We've been speaking about this for weeks. Will I? Won't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? You've brought me a gift. I've brought you a gift on air. I've dead set brought you a gift on air. Here you go. Happy birthday for the second of October. <laughs> oh, shit. He's going to open it on the air. There it is. Can you tell him what? There's a card there. What does what does the card say? The Did card you read the says, card? Nice. Yep. What does it say inside? It says. On the hand by Christmas, happy birthday, dickhead. Yeah. From Shaw. That's it. It's from me. Your day, buddy. All you. Your day. Why does it say niece? That's the only one they had. <laughs> okay. He's just opening the gift as we speak. There it is. This is not a... This is, this is, a, it's a, this is a dead set. Thing. Oh, you are shitting me to tears. It is. What is it? I don't know why I'm asking. I know what it is. It's a semi and Prince Akeem, like kind of what are they? they're not bobblehead. They're, dolls. No, they're, they're called a pop vinyl. I love them. They're a pop vinyl. Uh, now explain, Fab. The they are dressed as when they arrive in, in America. America. So they've got the so semi and Prince Akeem from coming to America, the pop vinyl doll. Um, <laughs> and why? Why coming to America, Fab? Because it's a great movie. It's one of your faves. It is my favorite. I used to for my birthday. I used to, my parents used to play the music where. Um, on his birthday? On his birthday, he'd be woken up. Well, he'd be woken up every morning to music, but on my birthday, they would play the. <laughs> <laughs> every morning? Um, my parents would play the Coming to America yeah. music and wake me up and say, on my birthday, good morning, Your Highness. And my dad one year, he tried, he tried his best. He quite didn't master it. James he, threw, he threw pedals, rose pedals in my face. <laughs> I was supposed to walk on him. Did he, did he so I'm there in bed, I wake up, and my dad starts <laughs> belting, just piffing rose petals at me. Did he, uh, did he bathe you as well? No. No, he didn't bathe you? No. So this is, this is obviously now, Fabio, you can shut up, because I bought him a gift. So. You have bought me a gift. You bought me two gifts. That's uh, one gift. It's, it's 574 and 575. There must be a shitload of these little things. Oh, there's, mate, there's thousands of them. You know, the one thing I will say, coming to America, they've got semi Akeem. Um, Randy Watson and um, Akeem is like a when he's at McDowell's 
<laughs> but they don't have they don't have um, King Joffrey Joffre, um, which is James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yep. They don't have um, Reverend Brown. He he, and obviously he's played by um, Arsenio. Arsenio Hall. Yeah, I reckon he's the best character in the movie. Reverend Brown. Yeah. Oh, Randy Watson's good. Reverend Brown's been my reverend. He's been my reverend since I was a little boy. I love that movie. So there you go. That I'm was, going to rewatch it tonight. They will join. Um, you got Sam Doherty, Elvis. Oh, they, these are too good for the office. They're too good for the office. They're too good. These, these are these are going straight to the pool. Oh, I hate that movie. What? Yeah, it's shit house. That is the best Australian movie ever made. Uh, no. What? Bog Boy Two: The Kings of Mykonos. I did watch that. I have I, seen that all. I the way watched through. that. I watched that probably about a month ago. It's. Uh, that's another film that's shit, but it's kind of watchable. It's not watchable. The first one is Kevin Sorbo. He's did he play like he's Hercules? Zena, the warrior princess. He was who Johnny Drama's based on in terms of um, Viking Quest. But what was he? Was he, he was, was Hercules? Hercules, that's right. Yeah, and that was the joke that like because Zena was a side character that got her own show and it took off and it ran for like six years longer than yeah. Hercules. So she's the angel. She's angel, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. There's the, you know, my um, Fabian's often taken umbrage with my not buying presents, which... Well, um, Sean's got a theory that... What's my theory? My theory is... Adults don't buy other adults' gifts. Yeah, my theory is... If there is a fit, unless you're trying to fuck them. <laughs> I didn't say that. That is not my wording. No. Um, my attitude was, if there isn't fairy bread at your party, you're too old for a present. Right, So kids, absolutely and, fantastic. And... and, and and what have I said in response to that? I don't. I disagree. With he it. does disagree with that sternly. But, but I've uh, genuinely got a fairly strict no present policy for anyone over the age of about thirteen. Well, there you go. I feel like a thirteen-year-old. Very, very, very special. This is a very special moment. This will go down we'll, in I'll podcast. Post, I'll, we'll post these. We'll post these. <laughs> we on. say that every week about <laughs> we post, something. We post nothing. No, I'm posting them straight away. No, thank you. That's. Uh, I think that's as good as uh, any place uh, to wrap things up. Absolutely. So, um, just for the two of us, I suppose, today, for uh, Fabian Guadagnolo. Hold on. Because I usually say uh, Buenos Aires Ragazzi. But what does that mean? Good night, lads, but Buenos Aires Sean. Oh, brilliant. It's a biscotto. <laughs> and for me, Sean P. I thank you very, very much for listening. Goodbye. She wrote a